Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Order Central, South Africa's number one motoring podcast. And my name is George Mini, joined as usual by none other than Wandile Sishi. How's it, Wandi? Not too bad. In the house again. Uh-huh. What are we talking about today? Uh, whether Hamilton's going to win next week? You know, that's uh, the answer is usually yes. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Where's the race next week? Um, so, I mean, it's Baku um, at the time of recording this. Uh, okay. It's the next race, yeah. So Baku. Uh, at the time of listening to this, Baku would be over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, Hamilton mm. won. Uh, <laughs> well, you know what? We're going to leave that into this. Oh, man. <laughs> and, uh, and let's see. And then I'm going to play it over and over. And Hamilton won. Hamilton lost. Be, yeah, Hamilton be, won. Um, Hamilton lost. It'll be your, your ringtone. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. I like that idea. Anyway, but that's not why we're here. We're not here to talk about Hamilton and his losing streak. We're here to talk about the episode on selling your car. And today we'll unpack ways to increase the value of your car before selling, which is quite an important thing in your your life of car owning. And then next we'll be reviewing the uh, all-new 2021 Hyundai i20, which is right here next to us. And almost reach out and touch it. And lastly, we'll be answering your motoring-related questions from our Ask Order Trader platform. So uh, getting right into it, uh, Wendy, where can listeners find the show? So as always, you can always find the show at 9 a.m. every single Monday on cliffcentral.com. Um, Be first to hear it. That's just for the audio, though. Um, but if you want to see the car that we're reviewing, as, as well as some of the other exclusive content that we have on the show, why not just hop on over to the Auto Trader SA YouTube channel, um, and then you can see the stream which is similar cost as well. So, um, you know, at your convenience. Um, and then lastly, if you want to catch the show at your convenience at a different time that's not live, um, you can also find us on Spotify, iTunes, basically any sort of streaming uh, service with, with podcasts. You'll find us there. Lovely. Okay. So go and uh, subscribe, smash the like button, give us yep. your comments more importantly, because we want to know what you want us to talk about. Um, that is the most important thing is what do you want our shows to be about? And, uh, um, we've had a couple of suggestions and, uh, um, this week's is about how to get the best price from your car when you finally decide to sell it. We'll reveal all those secrets. So before buying a car, you're likely to have to sell another one yeah you've got an outgoing car and uh, you've got an incoming car unless you're a new buyer not a new car buyer but unless you're new in the market but this is important to those people as well right because eventually eventually they'll have to sell it exactly so uh so exactly right so you can increase the value of your car quite easily with a couple of tips and tricks Mm -hmm. um and we're going to reveal those to you in a few minutes and uh fortunately wendy and i work for auto trader south africa's number one (laughs) motoring marketplace and uh we think that we know one or two things about how to do this so uh, yeah. keep listening and uh, uh, and increase the value of your car when you sell it so here's 10 tips so Wendy what's your opinion what are the best ways to keep your value of your car up so well I think there's two things to consider right so there's things that you can do during ownership of the vehicle and there's things that you can do just before you sell um, but the thing that's going to really really uh, kind of save you the most money is just maintenance keep that maintenance up um, and just make sure that you're up to date with your services because that's you know, going to impact how the car drives in the future for the next owner um, and potentially, you know, save you lots and lots of money. Um, but something that I want to unpack a little bit is what's the difference between retail and market price? Like what's, um, what's, what should a person, um, when somebody says the retail price versus the market price, what, what are they actually talking about? Well, it's a good question because um, <clears throat> there's a couple of values on a car. Yeah. The top end most value is the retail value. 
Okay. What in the open market will another consumer be prepared to pay for it? Okay. Now, can everybody please just forget about uh, this little thing called the book? The book value. The book value. Yeah. That is long gone. <laughs> yeah. Car prices of cars change literally on a daily, yeah. weekly basis. And the reason is because of the internet. The internet has caused the disruption of car prices. Well, it's caused the transparency of car prices. And that in, in that transparency of car prices, car prices becoming transparent. Just go into auto trade and you'll see all the car prices yourself. Yeah. It's in a form that I call dumb data. Mm. It's kind of it, compared, it's compared to market rates and that's, um, it's yes. real time value. Of the markets, I guess. Exactly. And that's kind of the big difference. That's the big difference. So, so therefore, the retail price of a car changes depending on demand and supply. Okay. So, Where the value, it? It, it, essentially, the value or the price that you're going to get is going to be based on the market. Today, yes. Okay. So, just because you get a value on a car this week doesn't mean that that car is worth that amount of money next week or the week after or next month. Mm. Um, the, you, the, the value of the car might actually go up. It There's could, a couple yeah. of examples of that. I mean, uh, back in the day before the internet, the uh, the C200 compressor, the, the yeah, I remember you yeah, C180 yeah, compressor. Kind of yes, yeah, yeah. you could actually sell that car more secondhand than you than you could buy it new. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, um, and that's just because the demand just was through the, the demand sky. Is, yeah. You couldn't get your hands on those cars, and uh, you know, in 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 many instances, there are other examples. The most recent example I can remember is the uh, is the Hyundai Tucson. Yeah. Um, actually, we crossed this cusp of, I think it was 2017 going into 2018, and I was monitoring this car. Mm. Um, and the value of the, of the, of the one, two, one or two year old Hyundai Tucson went up in value mm. in the January versus where it was at the end of October, November. It's not just the Ferraris of the world. It's, no. it's basically any car that with yeah. this, there's an increase in demand. Exactly. So now, so that's retail value. So retail value changes, um, exactly. It changes with demand and supply in the market, and those de those demand and supply numbers are transparent. Everybody can see them. There's no such thing as this secret little, you know, <laughs> hidden book by you know all the all the the dealer principles and no everybody such thing anymore. It, yeah. Everybody can see um, everything. It's transparent. Uh, that that's retail value. What you can get now, if you go and trade your car in, mm. okay. So so if you think about it this way, retail value, it's going to take you the longest to sell it for maximum price. Okay. Okay. So if you in, if you if you think about it in terms of time to sell, mm. if you want the highest price, it's going to take you longer mm. to sell, right? Retail value. Then you can go and trade it in. You can go get somebody to buy it right now. Right now. Mm. Now you're going to get the money quicker, but you're not going to get as much mm. because the person that's going to buy it is more than likely going to want to sell it again for a profit. Yeah. Okay, a car dealer. Yeah. Right? So that's the trade price. What is the trade going to give you for the car? And again, trade prices today are also not based on book. This book concept, this book value concept. This yeah. book concept has to go um, because it doesn't really exist. It's, it's, anyway, a, it's a myth. Yeah. It's become a myth. Um, and, and again, uh, 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 trade values are based primarily – on the leading indicator called retail value, mm. because okay. because retail value will drive what the trade will give you. Yeah. So if if a, if a dealer knows that he can sell a car for a hundred thousand rand today, mm. he's going to factor in his profit. He's going to factor in the stuff that we're about to talk about. Yeah. And then he's going to give you a price. A price. And then you're going to sell the car. And that goes for any service that you're going to get. The faster you're going to sell the car, the lower the price is more than likely going to be. 
The higher in demand the car is, the more the the the, the faster the car is going to move as well. The lower in demand the car is, the slower the car is going to move. So that's independent of price. Yeah. So what are the ten ways that somebody can kind of ensure that they do get that best price? What what's kind of, um, you know. What do you think is the number one thing? So, I mean, to your point earlier on, you, you don't buy a house and then never maintain it. Of course, yeah. Um, you know, why, why? then you've got to rent because then the owner can maintain it. Exactly. So, you know, if you don't want to maintain your car, rent it. <laughs> Basically, that's kind of uh, so, the same not thing, your problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. If, you, if you're planning at least to sell it again, yes. Um, you know, why, why not take care of it and ensure that you're going to get the best return on it? Because, I mean, cars depreciate the moment you drive it off the, sh- the showroom floor. It's yeah. de- they are depreciating all the time. It's depreci- it's, car is not actually an asset. And the no, definition yeah. of an asset in my mind is something that makes you money. Yeah, definitely. Um, car is not an asset. It's a depreciating liability, Yeah, as a matter of fact. I agree. I agree. Um, but it's something that we all love and it's something that we drive and it's, it's like your cell phone. Mm. You know, It's a necessity. It's something that you need to get from A to B. So why not preserve it, as you say? 100%. Um, I'm a lover of cars, so that's, you know, kind of, you know, that's um, what I usually do anyways. Um, but there's just some things that you can't control um, on the roads, and it's important that you do certain things to ensure that when the unforeseen does happen, you can still preserve some of that value. Exactly. I mean, I suppose the first one is be a smart shopper. Yeah. No, yeah. it's got nothing to do with the retail chain that has <laughs> what a smart <laughs> shopper program. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you all know what I'm talking about, but, uh, you know, there is a smart, this is not what we're talking about. So, um, so we're talking about, you know, buy at the right price. Buy at the right price, yeah. front. Make yeah. sure that you are buying a car at the right retail value. Yeah. And also some cars do depreciate faster than others. Yes. Um, so. It depends on demand and supply. And that yeah. changes over time. So and you can't say, changing. you can't say that the VW Polo is always going to maintain the best re, uh, trading value. Yeah, you never know what's going to happen. Like they might bring out a crappy car in yeah. the next year or Which two. Which makes this current model a little bit better. Um, appreciate it a little less, well, yeah. Y- yes, but makes that car maybe depreciate in the next two or three years um, a little bit more. So yeah. so it depends. Um, but there's this little concept in the motoring industry called over-allowances. What's exactly? What is that? So when you take your car in to trade it on another vehicle, yeah. right? You owe money on the bank finance. Okay. Okay. Sometimes you can't get the you owe more to the bank than the car's worth. Yeah. Okay. So what the dealer will do is uh they will load the difference onto the incoming car, the the car that you're wanting to buy. And uh and and there is there is a little bit of leeway that you can you can you can take on the car that you're buying as well as the car that you're selling. And uh and buying a car is about the deal. Can you elaborate on that? What do you mean it's about the deal? About, about the the literally the interaction that you're having with It's the it's about the deal in the car that you're selling to the to the dealer. It's about yeah. the deal in the car that you're buying from the dealer. It's the circumstance of at the deposit you make and the finance you get. So yeah. that's the that's the deal. Yeah. Um yeah. and based on that deal, the dealer can maneuver uh things a little bit to get you out of the old car that you're um, in and into the new car that you want to go. Now obviously there's a limit to that because the bank's not going to finance just anything and everything and any value. Of course. So over allowances where you owe too much on the car, let's say you owe 10 grand more than the car's worth. Yeah. Okay. Then they'll they might finance the new car that you're buying at 10 grand more. Mm. I see. But it gets you into a perpetual problem. Well, yeah, as the consumer. 
as the consumer. So be careful that you're buying the car at the right price. Do your research, do your research, do your research. If you have to do that, it's not always a bad thing. Um, You can go get into a car that you feel is going to not lose as much depreciation over time and uh, and then you'll get yourself out of that uh, that situation. Well, well, value is kind of a subjective, you know, sometimes the monetary value isn't as good as the the emotional value. So Mm. that's also something to consider. Exactly. Um, but this is specifically from a monetary point of view. Or yes, point buy of view. at the right price. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, just because the car is 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 listed at a particular price, mm. doesn't mean you mustn't do your homework. Don't do your homework. I suppose the the other thing is, um, you know, which which is quite interesting is, while you're driving the car, be careful where you park. I actually read a, a funny stat um, that said that most car accidents actually happen in parking lots. I wouldn't be surprised. In um, my in my in my Jaguar I pace. Yeah. yeah. I have to now drive slower in parking lots. Just because of the torque. No. Of the vehicle. People don't hear me coming. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. It's a real thing. Does your car have like some sort of noise that it like emits? Yes, in reverse. So if you've got okay. it in reverse, it emits this like, this like glowing like, sound. Yeah. But, uh, but when I'm driving forward, I've, uh, yes, I've had to drive it. slower because people yeah. step off curbs and you, they just can't. But anyway, but watch <laughs> where you park your car. Yeah, definitely. Um, because scratches, dents, dings, those all devalue your car when you go and sell it. No, definitely. When I park in a parking lot, I go and try and park somewhere else. So uh, what's the best place to park then? Is it like what's the, the – Where there are no cars around you? Okay. There's people. Uh, um, shopping trolleys. Shopping trolleys. Uh, further away from the actual entrance of the store. Yeah, and people try and park at the at entrance, the entrance yeah. which is usually jam-packed. And you're going to get stopping things in your door, yeah. trolleys going by. No, definitely. I completely agree with that. Um, something that um, I guess point number three that stands out is definitely driving less. Um, yeah. Mileage has a big mileage has the the you know pro- pro- outside of um, age of the vehicle, I think mileage has a huge all the biggest impacts on yes. um, ultimately how much you'll be able to get back uh, when selling your vehicle. One hundred percent. I think mileage has the um, uh, has the effect of uh, the law of uh, diminishing returns. Mm. So 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 it, it as the mileage increases, your value exponentially decreases. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, so, so just because you, if you put on 20,000 Ks on the car from 20 to 40 mm. and it depreciates a certain amount, it's going to depreciate more for the Further. next 20 yeah. r- than the first 20. So, uh, so drive the car less. There's a strange thing that people do when, um, even I do when I'm looking for a car, I always go for kind of a set number. So a vehicle with 50,000, um, is going to look a lot more attractive to me than one with like 53,000. Um, magic so numbers. Yeah, these, yeah. The, you know, the magic number concept. So yeah. also be wary of those. Yeah. I mean, in these COVID times, people are driving to their holiday destinations. It's putting mileage on your car. Yeah, so, you know, next time somebody wants to go to the shop, let your friend go. <laughs> yeah, put mileage on their car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't put mileage on yours. Leave it I in think the that's what my girlfriend's doing. Um, oh. She has not stopped driving my car and it's, it's making my head itch. Um, but, you know, <laughs> what can I do? <laughs> I think she's trying to you know, get the best value out of her car. Probably. At my Point number four is protect <laughs> scratch and wear prone areas. There are certain yeah. areas on your car that are prone to wear. Yeah. Um, okay, I mean, like, like, like for instance, you can get these plastic, uh, see, these plastic, um, uh, things put on your, on the, on the bonnet of your car yeah. that protects the, um, Citroen's the stone chips. Something, yeah. Citroen's done something similar with, what it's called, things like air sacks or something or air bumpers on the side of the vehicles now where you can kind of, you know, it protects that side because of shopping. <laughs> shopping trolleys back to the point of you know careful where you park careful where you park exactly and then uh, um, the, the less you drive the less your tires will wear 
Yeah, that's don't sell your car with under fifty percent of the tires to yeah. a dealer because he's going to factor in the cost of a full set full of tires size. off the trade-in. Exactly. So just, um, just get you said when you when you're going to go buy your car, it doesn't have to be the best kind of tires. It doesn't have to be you know. Well, you know, don't buy crappy tires either because it's dangerous. <laughs> of course, but um, make sure that you just you know change them because it is going to save you. Quite Save you in the long run. And then wash your car regularly. You have no idea how many people just <laughs> – I'm sure that some cars are slower because the because wind resistance <laughs> is more because there's so much dirt on the bloody thing. Yeah, I know. Uh, that's a big one. That's definitely a big one. Uh, also, nobody wants to buy a dirty car. So, yeah, but it's yeah. not even about when you sell it, I don't think. I think it's also about just the, the more dirt accumulates in between the badges and in mm. between the little crevices. They end up staying there. Yeah. You know, it just it gets stains the paint. Stains the paint. Yeah. You know, get bird crap off your car quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Oil reason? spray the undercarriage. I was interested in this one because I don't know how in the world of EVs this is going to help, but uh, <laughs> you can get this, this, yeah. this, 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 like, I suppose it's like a, um, yeah, it's kind of like a wax, like um, a wax underneath your car to stop yeah, the rust. Slow rust, yeah. Slow the rust down. In the world where most people don't have an EV, um, that's definitely something to consider. Um, I've never been in a situation where I've actually looked underneath the car when I was buying one, but you know, I'm sure a dealership will definitely do so. So that little bit of Care. extra work exactly. uh, can go a long way. Scratch and dents. Um, yeah. Yeah. Don't fix them when you're going to sell the car. Fix them every month. Fix them every quarter. Yeah. Because a little dent or a little scratch or a little stone chip is going to uh, start to rust. Um, you know, a thousand rand can go a long way at a panel beater. Um, it's, you know, that thousand rand may just save you lots and lots um, in the long run. In the long run. Yes. So, you know, don't eat inside your car. I don't know about this one. This one I may have to protest. I, I, um, sometimes, you know, when, you know, when you have to eat, you gotta eat. But <laughs> no, you know. no, fair enough. But, uh, you know, like you, <laughs> you might just to. drop, uh, some tomato sauce on the seat and yeah. it's a cloth seat and then you'll get a stain that's there forever. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree know, with so that. try not to eat inside your car. If you do, are going to use cups and uh, use uh, proper cups that aren't going to spill. Or just you, deal with the deal with the mess immediately as well. I learned a big lesson that. with coffee in my EV. Yeah. When I left the dealership, I had a takeaway coffee, and the talk of that car makes the coffee climb yes. out of the cup. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't drink coffee. <laughs> and then you said there's one right at the beginning, and that is keep maintenance records. Yeah, 100%. You know, maintenance, yeah. maintenance, maintenance. Keep anyway. the records as well. Yeah. Um, make sure that you you know keep some sort of ba- backup safety as well, because it does happen that sometimes you lose some of those. Well, those not in today's digital age, I suppose, if, you, kept, if yeah. you're doing it at a, at a franchise dealership, it's going to be digitally on record. Yeah. But yes, keep it, keep it anyway, because you never know. Um, yeah. Servers may be hacked. Mm. Um, so what's the best way that you can get the best value today if you were – Considering selling your car. Well, there's a, there's a couple of ways on AutoTrader. Uh, the first way is uh, the sell it for me service. Yeah. First yeah. or second way, which is we help you sell your car. And the second way is sell it yourself, which is you put up an ad on AutoTrader and uh, um, you sell the car yourself. You do all the paperwork. You do everything yourself. Um, and then the third way is to sell it to a dealer. Yeah. Um, go to your local dealer. I promise you they're going to give you the best price if you go to a reputable dealer. But that's all we have time for. And uh, next we've got to review this uh, Hyundai Crimson i20 Crimson 2021 model, not 2020 model, 2021 Hyundai i20. And uh, we're going to get Lawrence Mini into the studio to, uh, Sounds good. to do this Sounds one good. for us. See you in a bit. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, suddenly, out of nowhere, appears Lawrence Mini. No relation, but uh, um, but part of the Auto Trader family, the third musketeer. 
I thought it was part of the furniture. <laughs> well, you are fast becoming part of the furniture. Um, so, uh, so welcome to the show, Lawrence. And um, you're here today with uh, the Hyundai uh, 2021 Hyundai i20. Too many 20s in that sentence. Yeah. Beautiful <laughs> colored car. Yeah. I must it's say striking. it's different. Yeah. It's like a crimson red. Is that what it's called? I actually haven't checked what the official paint code color is, but uh, take your pick. It's red. Mm. It's actually <laughs> bi color, so it's uh, red and black. So the roof is black. Yes, uh, I see. Yeah, I see that, so yeah. a floating roof. Yeah, I mean, that, that used to be a thing back in the 1980s. Right? It's still a thing. Two tone yeah. car. There are so the many. Carbon fiber roofs. Yeah, there are so many of these, um, let's call them C segment crossovers, sedans, hatches, that all have this now, this design aesthetic. Mm. The, the black. I suppose it's easier to build the car this way because the roof's all the same. Yeah. <laughs> is it much, safer yeah. though? Like, is it safer, especially what, if you have the like the color a, change? No, not the color change. Specifically, <laughs> when you have like a panoramic roof, is it? Is it? You know, I thought it was well, a Hamilton not, question. Well, it's not panoramic. It's a steel <laughs> roof. Um, but <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's really it just for it's for aesthetics. Just aesthetic. yeah, yeah, it's just aesthetics. And it's actually, nice. I think it'll make the car hotter in summer. But the black, yeah, yeah. you're right. Bakes the you're roof. right. Bakes the roof. That's a good point, actually. Um, but I think a, ni- a good looking car. I mean, it's, it's, it's well finished off in my opinion with the black trim at the bottom, you know, black wheels, Big it's got grill. nice rims. So essentially this is a whole new car. Yeah. Uh, so the Hyundai i20, this is now third generation. It's built on the same platform as the Kia Rio and the Creta and a couple of the other Hyundai all, all share the same platform. platform so this yeah. is actually wider and longer than the outgoing model. Is it bigger inside? Yes, so you have more leg room in the rear. Oh wow! Um, and more shoulder room inside the car. It's got a nice nose. Yeah, so they've just redesigned Does everything. It's really, it's a really good looking car inside and out. Look, it is. It's definitely better looking. I can't. I can't fault that on that. Yeah, pretty much. And so, what's the driving experience like? And that's where the wheels fall off the bus. <laughs> okay, so why well, just because it's slow? No, the, 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 quite the opposite actually. So this is the fluid model. So what this has mean? got the new, uh, one liter turbo. Three-cylinder engine. Okay, so on our transition to EVs, the engines are getting smaller. Yes, and what they've done is they turbocharged this thing. Mm. And so the lot, I mean, if I cast my mind back, my grandmother, many, many, many moons ago, had a Daihatsu Charade. Mm. 1100. Well, I think, I thought, yeah, it was a three-cylinder. Yeah. Turbocharged. Yeah. If I remember correctly. Was it turbocharged? Mm. can't remember. No. No. No, it wasn't turbocharged. Would have just been in Yeah. But... But nonetheless, I was fascinated by the fact that this little engine was so small. When you look in the bonnet, there's so much space, yeah, you could put like another a, engine. Like Pretty a, much exactly the same thing. So this is also, like I said, a three-cylinder, one-liter turbocharged engine mated to a six-speed manual transmission. And unfortunately, the driving experience is a little stunted um, because the boost threshold is so low on the engine. Yeah. You just tickle the throttle and the thing's in boost. Oh, serious? Yeah. Which and it means it's a very small turbo. It revs like a motorcycle. Wow. It wants to run. And when you've got this sh- short ratio gearbox, you'll let That's fun to drive, yeah? Absolutely. But you do not want to sit in traffic with this car. Ah, uh, okay. Mm. Does it, it come in an, uh, an automatic variant? It does. And I think that is going to completely skew the results that I got from the car. Okay. Um, I, I just couldn't get comfortable with the car. Um, the seating position is all wrong. And, the, you know, when you're sitting fighting with the gearbox and you're sitting in traffic. Is it just the gears that are the problem? And, it's, and, and it climbs into the rev range so quickly. 
Yeah. Um, Which is a good thing, I suppose. But you don't want to change gears so fast. Doing. Yeah. If you're in traffic, it, and it, it can't be that good. And yeah. it's snatchy and it wants to constantly jump ahead. Um, I'm, so hearing, I'm hearing positives here for an automatic <laughs> gearbox. It, well, well this is a manual. for the manual. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, no, no, that's what I'm even, saying. For an automatic gearbox. And I would absolutely say if you were going to be looking at one of these. Steer clear of the manual, go straight for the auto. It is going to be a little bit more expensive. Unless you're a fast gear shifter. You well, live in Durban or something. Well, we, we, we will all never be as uh, fast as a DCT. So, <laughs> or Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. It's putting it out there. <laughs> so, Put a yeah. gear stick in that thing. I, I'm a bit torn because I, I have to be honest. I am a bit of a Hyundai fanboy. Yeah. I own a Hyundai. Mm. Um, I have definitely. No, I mean, they're, they're beautiful the cars. And it's sort of. I really want to like the car, mm. but unfortunately, there's a few things that I I just can't wrap my head around, and that is the interior fitment. Mm. It looks stunning, and it looks great until you touch it, and then it's like. Yeah, but, are, saw but, but are you looking for? Are you looking for you know Mercedes Benz leather type quality in a Hyundai i twenty? Now it looks that way. It's deceptive. Yeah, it's, de- and, it's deceptive. And yeah, but isn't that a, isn't that a good thing? Isn't that a good design? Until you feel it. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Isn't that a good design where, where something looks the part, quite isn't, and you pay, f- you, you, you pay for that, f- uh, the, you know. Problem is, and, and then this oh, is. Or should I say and, you, and you pay less? The, the drawback that I have is in this segment where it is so important, um, that the vehicle it is what they're selling. I mean, it's, it's, it's opposition is the polo. Yeah. Which is the king. Uh, yeah. There is nothing in this country that can dethrone the polo. Yes. Um, yet. And yeah. unfortunately, this looks like it can, but it just doesn't. And that's the, and that's, where and that's my what, head I, is. yeah, because the it's previous model was so good in terms of, I think we saw so many I-20s when the previous model came out, um, versus the Polo. Um, people loved it. Um, and, you know, as soon as I sat in this one, I was like, ugh. Yeah, and that's it's exactly that. It's the, wow, this is great. It, it looks, looks great. It looks the part. Yeah. And then you get in and you're like, Ugh. In my case, it is I got in it and I just couldn't get comfortable. No matter which way I uh. turned the seat, pushed up, down, left, right, tilted the steering wheel, I just can't find a comfortable driving position in the car. Is it because of the gear shift? No. <laughs> it's just the way the, the interior is set up. And I don't know if it's you know just the way they've set up the seats or whatever. I just, like I said, I cannot get comfortable in the car. And it's a bit of a drawback, especially when you're now wanting to properly drive the car. And you Depends how much it costs, though, um, because... It, yeah. Like you're saying, George, it is stunning. Three hundred and thirty thousand rand for this one in particular, because mm. this is the mm. the one liter turbo. They are uh, the fluid, and then you get a couple of the lower spec models, which are a little bit less. Mm. But yeah, for this one in particular, you're looking about three hundred and thirty. Well, which might be better with a manual gearbox because you're not getting into the turbo so quickly. Yeah. So you might want to go for manual, no turbo, automatic with the turbo. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then, and then you'll have a better driving experience yeah. in uh, in the sky. But on the whole, yeah, it's it's not that bad. It's it's neither good nor bad. It's just sort of middle of the road. If you don't want a polo, this is what you buy. You're a polo fanboy. I was about to ask that actually. So if you were in the market for a new hatchback, um, because I would definitely consider this one. Honestly, be, you know, yeah. If you don't want to be driving. like everybody else that drives a polo, buy one of these because this is it's like. It's middle of the road. It's exactly what you... It, you realize what you just said. There's polo drivers and then there's everyone else. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's... Uh, our, our data on site shows exactly that, yes. <laughs> well, come on. Uh, what are you going to give this car out of 10, Lawrence? It's not in the top half, so, and it, but it's definitely not in the bottom half. So I'm going to give it a solid six. 
um, because it does a lot of stuff right, but it also does quite a few things that could be better. Ah, okay. Okay. So it's going to get a, a solid six. No, no, no. When you did that, um, the, the, it moved, but it's fine. <laughs> I found it again. All right. Yeah. So solid six. Uh, Mercedes Benz GLE 63 got a six. Uh, um, very few except for the BMW 2 Series Grand Coupe, which, um, so the Corsa got a, you know, the Corsa, the new Corsa got a 6.5. Yeah. Yes. Um, now I was, I was, on, the same I, was on, I was in the, on the way in this morning with mm. the car and I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like, this is, it's not a seven, but it's also not a four. Yeah. It's not a five because that's just meh. Um, this is, it's a six, 6.5. Okay. okay. All right. But so it's, it's, it's in the, it's in the league of the Opel Corsa in yes. terms of, uh, Martin's review of the Opel Corsa 1.2 Turbo Elegance, which is kind of like a similar, yeah. similar, very, very uh, similar engine. Piece. Yeah. Um, and Martin's tall. I wonder if he fitted. Well, he was sitting in the back seat. Oh, driving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, thank you. That was, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Lawrence Mini in the review of the Hyundai uh, i20 2021 model. Too many 20s in that sentence, but anyway, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, if you want to go and uh, read some more reviews, uh, Lawrence and the rest of our expert journalists um, have uh, hundreds of them up on autotrader.co.za and uh, just go to the news and reviews section and you can go and watch videos, read articles before yep. you buy your next car and uh, this one will be no different uh, so thank you very much lawrence and uh, see you on the flip side thanks gents all right welcome back ladies and gentlemen and uh wendy what did you uh, what did you think i think it's fair it's fair um definitely if i wasn't going to buy a polo this is exactly what i would you know consider. i've always liked the hyundai uh particularly in the hyundai tucson the um what is that n e or n u version uh, uh yeah like the i30 n um and the tucson n yeah the oh, tucson yeah. n yeah mm. the, 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 the hyundai i love the aesthetics of that car yeah. um it's mean and uh and after the show i want to go and climb inside here and uh, and see yeah, whether yeah, there's, I think whether it's there's it. you know merit in my personal opinion in uh, um you know in the interior of the car because if you're definitely in the you know in the market for something of the sorts, I think it's it's definitely worth a consideration. Yeah, I mean I like it. It looks it looks in my opinion out from the outside it looks much better than the outgoing model. I drove the, the outgoing model and I, I really enjoyed it. So I've never driven this one. Um, this one so looks a bit be, rounder, but more aerodynamic. Oh, that's that's kind of everything now. Yeah. Mm, exactly. All right. Well, that is the Hyundai i20 2021 model. So let's get into uh, Ask Auto Trader and everyday people send Auto Trader motoring related questions on all things car buying and selling. And Wendy and I will attempt to answer some of your burning questions. What's the first question there, Wendy? Very interesting question. The first one comes from Drickus, who's asked, What vehicles are able to fit three child seats in the back row? Um, so just a little bit extra information. Uh, car seats are pretty wide. Um, and Drickus is just having a tough time finding a vehicle that's going to fit all three of them at the same time. Well, Drickus, I'm, I'm afraid you've, uh, you, you, you're out of luck here with uh, the majority of vehicles because the majority of vehicles, you can only know, put yeah. a car seat on the two sides behind the driver and behind the passenger seat. Yeah. Uh, the middle seat or middle part of the back seat does not have, in most instances, uh, isofixes because mm-hmm. that's what you'd be looking for is an isofix. I suppose you could use uh, uh, the seat belts on either side, but again, the middle seat does not designed for that yeah. um, you know because some car, uh, baby seats don't have isofixes you actually use the seat belt to secure the, the, yeah. the car seat um, so you would have to go th- for a 
more than a five, four seater car yeah. in order to put three baby seats in or three car six seats in or have more than two isofixes. And, uh, uh, you know, effectively you would have to go for three rows of yeah, seats, seven much. seater. Yeah. So you could uh, sit an H1 or a Vito, um, or yeah, seven seater SUV, Land Cruiser, uh, Nissan Land Patrol. Cruiser. Um, so it doesn't have to be the, you know, like a minibus, taxi type yeah. minibus things. You can, you Definitely can go SUV. for uh, SUV in the form of Land Cruiser, Nissan Patrol. The, uh, the Toyota Fortuna has seven seats. I wonder I if that's so. got ice, uh, if that's got isofixes in the third row. I can't, I know. I, yeah, I, I don't know off the top of my head, but I can't see why not. We'll tweet it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely tweet and see what happens, but. Well, no, no, so. we'll, 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 we'll get the answer and tweet it. Yeah. Um, not see what happens. Just tell you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Next question. Okay. Next question comes from Angel K who's asked, I am looking for a van under 50,000 Rand. What are my options? Well, Angel K, uh, K, um, we've done a, we've, we've done a few searches on autotrader.co.za and, yeah. uh, the, the results are a little bit sketchy. And, um, you know, as uh, one of our journalists would put it, uh, um, if you're going to consider a car for under, or should I say, an, um, a multi-purpose vehicle or a van under 50,000 Rand, you're going to have intergalactic mileage. <laughs> I love that quote. <laughs> intergalactic um, mileage. So, you know, uh, yeah. from, from here to the moon or miles and back. <laughs> Um, the mileages are really going to be high. Really so high, yeah. try and expand your search to um, MPVs, multi-purpose vehicles, or yeah. even panel vans. Or just save a little bit longer um, and yeah. get something that's a little bit, you know, a little yeah. bit newer. Exactly. Essentially a little bit safer. Next question. Um, next question comes from Camster, which is the last question. What are the costs associated with the Salad for Me service? Ah, good question. So yeah. we were talking about uh, selling your car a little bit earlier on. Yeah. And uh, we have uh, we have three services. Mm. Um, the first service is sell it yourself. Yeah. Okay, where you do all the paperwork, you meet the buyer, uh, you do all the, the vetting, everything. You just uh, place your ad on autotrader.co.za. You just get the audience, essentially. Um, which is uh, slightly north of uh, 500 rand. And, uh, and, and you deal with the whole selling process. And then the sell it for me service, there's one that you're referring to, is where we hold your hand. Autotrader holds your hand through the process we vet the buyers for you mm-hmm. uh, we uh, uh, we put the pictures up for you um, we help you with the offer to purchase we help you yeah. with the paperwork um, and we we literally help you ha- hold your hand through the whole process um, and uh, it costs a uh, thousand two hundred and fifty rand for the sell for me service light okay and a thousand four hundred and ninety nine rand for the sell it for me service premium sounds good and that's all I have for you um, good we'll see stuff. What Yes. Well, good luck to Hamilton. That's all we have time for, ladies and gentlemen. That's been me, George Mini, and uh, um, our co-host, Wandile Sishi. See you next time. Sounds good.